0: Welcome to the Renegade Money Show, where the biggest names in business, entertainment, Hollywood, and finance open up to give you the secrets to their success. Learn from others on how they turned their dreams into reality and created their fortunes and dream life so you can create yours. And now, your host, Forbes contributor, financial advisor, The Wealth Whisperer,
1: Winnie Sun. So I'm really excited to introduce you to a longtime friend and client of mine, Michael Medalia, who I have been a fan of him personally for many, many years. So I'm excited to introduce him to you because I'm doing a special piece about passion to purpose. And when I was thinking about who to interview for this, I thought, oh, I know exactly who. I'd love to get a chance to interview Michael. Now Michael and I are in different states, so we're doing this somewhat remotely, but fortunately, of technology, we're able to come together. So welcome, Michael. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Thanks, Winnie. It's great to be here.
1: I know. It's been, it's been too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're actually in different cities, but um, you have just done so much in your life that I was hoping that you might share with us kind of your journey from you know the early days. I think when I was speaking with you initially, you were still at Caltech, were you not?
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, And that was ancient history at this point. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, we got to know each other a long time ago, uh, you know, while I was straight out of college. Uh, And, uh, uh, and I remember you told me then it's, it's, this is the time to start uh, thinking about your financial future. And I'm, I'm glad you, you, you know, you enforce that upon me. me
1: well I appreciate you saying that I mean you I I couldn't have done it without you you are the probably the 90% of the work was all on you and in fact I mean you really were already very successful as an academic I mean you went to Caltech which is obviously not a small feat um, at all and you were already successful there and I know you early on in your career you had worked at technology companies right and um, and, you know, a lot of people looking at you now and seeing your film credits and seeing what you've um, done to date will say like, wow, I really want to accomplish what Michael has accomplished. But maybe you could share with us a little bit about your journey, how you got from, you know, the early days of Pasadena in school to where you are today.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I, I originally went to school to uh, study engineering, and that's, that's what I did at Caltech. Um, but even, even when I first started doing that, I, I, I kind of felt like I, uh, wanted to be involved in something more, uh, creative, something more artistic. And, uh, um, at the time, since Caltech was such a science oriented school, they, um, they had, uh, an agreement with an art school so that the, you know, the nerds could take some art classes and the artists could take some um science classes and math and uh um and that's what i did i took a film class um just just to you know see if it was something i wanted to do i didn't really know anything about filmmaking um so we made a couple of films and i made some i remember i made a really some really bad films uh i remember the look on my teacher's face when he when he first saw my film it was just you know he just didn't know what to say um but uh but I loved it. I I realized like wow, this is so much fun. I want to do this more. And uh and since that point on and this was my freshman year, I I kind of tried to make it work. Um you know, I I uh I kept taking more more film classes and uh uh but I still I still um I finished Caltech at the same time I um having a very practical uh father and mother um they said, you know, you have to uh you have to finish this um this 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 engineering degree and um and I'm glad they did because um it's really hard to uh, uh support yourself as a filmmaker but I'm glad I was able to uh you know continue uh, working in the um technology and um you know fast forwarding uh I don't know what um 20 years later um now film and technology is is almost completely merged so it it was uh, I guess it was a, a good thing uh, that uh, I listened to uh, to my parents. So listen to your parents, everyone.
1: <laughs> and you are visionary in that your approach, because you you know you studied at one of the finest universities in the country, and I'm sure the folks at Caltech would have never imagined um, that one of their finest would go into filmmaking, but it's it's what you've built is something really remarkable and I'd love to share that story because a lot of times we feel like you can do one of two things. You can either stay very traditional practical route or you can take the life of a creative. And you've been able to accomplish both in your own way. And it's and it's been complimentary, would you say?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. It's I mean there's there's always ups and downs. Uh but uh yeah, they, they in fact yeah they have been complementary uh are skills that i got from from one you know uh from from one um uh, you know, uh from the art world that uh traveled through to to uh my uh, technology career and vice versa um there's a lot of a lot of similarities uh um and just just to give like a brief example uh um a uh making a film from, you know, from beginning to end, raising money, um, and so forth is not too different from, a, a startup company. You know, there's a lot of, um, leadership similarities. There's a lot of team building similarities, um, fundraising similarities. And, uh, so, so having both, um, you know, both backgrounds is helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've taken a very practical approach because you did, Graduating from Caltech you did actually work at technology companies and that helped give you some Resources to work on your passion, which is filmmaking. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean uh, 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 Planning planning projects um, leading leading small teams and some larger teams um, and also just um, Resource like monetary resources is helpful too. it. You know having a stable Um, income is, uh, sometimes one of the most important things when it comes to, uh, cultivating creativity. You know, if you're just struggling to make ends meet, sometimes it's hard to uh, stay creative. I I shouldn't say it's not hard to stay creative, but you run the risk of, of, of burning out. Uh, and I see that happen to a lot of, uh, creatives. It's a common problem.
1: No, I think it's a really good point because you've made a good point. It's like anything else, right? When you have struggle or stress, whether it be financial or whatnot, I mean, it does affect your productivity because you're not at your best. You don't feel at your best. And so I think your your lesson is a, a valuable one of you had... The stability of a tech job, right, or a more traditional job, and probably some of the um, employee benefits and things like that, so that you could then be at your best when you started making films, right? Your your creative spirit. So, I think that's I think that's very. It's not unique, but it's very important that we should we should recognize because not everyone just becomes an overnight success. I heard someone say that an overnight success is usually someone um who's been successful after 4 years and mm. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh it's
0: it's funny you mentioned that i was just watching the beatles documentary the one that's um released now 8 days a week and you know they are known for being overnight successes but in the documentary you learn that they were um they were playing for years and years and years uh like i think it was Five or, or six years before they um, ever became even well known in Liverpool or outside of Liverpool. so uh, I think that the notion of an overnight success is is a is a publicity uh, uh, term, really
1: right absolutely and and let's let's talk about some of the give everybody an idea of some of the projects that you're working on today i mean because it's, it's been a it's been a journey for sure but you now have certainly tasted success so let's talk about that
0: uh, yeah um well I, I i made some smaller films some music videos a couple of small commercials uh uh and then a short film which did pretty well um in, in festivals um and then uh, i i just i tried to uh build and build the projects into something bigger and most recently i um i wrote and directed a
1: feature film called deep dark and uh did it very um, well i'm sorry which did very very well
0: um yeah it got some got some uh, festival awards it, uh, it's in distribution now it's on um currently on an Amazon Prime and iTunes and Xbox and um uh it it got it got i would say mixed reviews uh some people uh hate it um and they're very uh vocal about it online um and um other people uh wrote uh you know it was uh one of my top 15 films of the year you know wow um so, so it's uh, uh so it's, it's, it polarizes people, but, um, um, but, uh, you know, getting, getting some best director, best, uh, best, uh, actor, best, uh, um, best film. I got a couple of awards like that in, uh,
1: different festivals around the world.
0: So that's, that's always nice. nice. Um,
1: <laughs> it's very yeah. nice. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment, something that you yeah. should be proud of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I am. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's that's that's always great uh you know having those accomplish, accomplishments but um at the same time i feel like even if that wasn't happening i probably would be doing it anyway i i feel like for me it's it's so uh it's uh i just like i like to to make films and so um i that is the that is the reward for me uh and i think that's important if you're a filmmaker because often it's such a long hard road uh those 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 rewards are few and far between and so if you don't like the process of making a film you're just you, you know you're not gonna want to keep doing it and so I'm, I'm sure this is the case with any you know big project uh, large undertaking you really have to not just want to you know have the end goal in mind but um, the, the, the journey has to be, uh, rewarding as well.
1: So do you, do you enjoy the journey?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, not, not every day, but, uh, it, it, you know, there's, there's always, there's always some part of it that I, I, I enjoy. Like right now I'm writing a new screenplay and it's, I, I hate writing. Um, it's a slog for me, but, uh, but you know, every every now and then there's there's a you know jolt of inspiration, or you come up with something really interesting, or um, you you know um, uh, you get you get past a a hump, and uh, it's a great thing. And, you know, and this is this is uh, with filmmaking, with probably other things, it's it's a a long journey of, of small steps, one after another.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, like like anything else, and that's another thing, I know you're certainly, you have an engineering background and you're certainly a creative now, but you talked a a little bit earlier about how making films is a lot like building a startup, right? And where you have to raise money and, and whatnot. So do you do that yourself? Is that something that someone helps you with? How do you do something like that that's not in your typical like that's not something that you everybody just excels at. That not everybody's good at fundraising. Are you? Uh, mm,
0: I think I'm so-so uh, and learning. I think it's it's probably one of the hardest things about filmmaking. Um, you know, you hear of very very well-known filmmakers who have trouble finding their films. Orson Welles, towards the end of his career, couldn't get his films made. Um, but. Uh, Um, it's always great to have help. Uh, and I, I, I always try to, to get help, um, someone that's better at, at it than I am. Um, and that's, that's something I think is a, um, a part of it too. You have to recognize your strengths and weaknesses. Um, I do some of the fundraising myself, uh, and that's, that's probably the best way to do it because, um, um, you know, as, as a, as an artist or as a filmmaker, most people are, supporting you they're you know they're supporting you or your idea or the team that um the team that uh that that you've created and so uh you know maybe the actor that they are supporting or it's you the director or um could be the idea but if i would say more often than not an idea alone is not going to get get uh people to to uh support you it has to be you uh, either championing the idea um, or, or just really explaining why, why it's, you know, such an important thing to, uh, to, to fundraise for. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. And that's something that I think is, you know, filmmaking or, or startup uh, funding or anything, I think being able to uh, I- explain your idea and win people over with it is, is a key part of the process
1: so how do you go about fundraising I'm curious is it oh for films Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah uh, I I think I mean I think it's like every single film has its own story but um, for it it depends on the budget Uh, different budgets will uh, require different types of um, uh, strategies but uh, for very 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 small films uh, you can you can self-finance. I mean, talking, you know, short films or things like that. Uh, you, um, for bigger films, um, you can do things like Kickstarter, which we all know about, Indiegogo, et cetera. Um, there's also, once you start to get into the bigger films, like uh, maybe 50000 or or $100,000, uh, you can leverage, often leverage state funding. Uh, so they give you rebates or tax, yeah, tax deductions for that. Uh, they want you, they want, um, well, they know that films create a lot of jobs in industry in the state, so they want to bring that work into their state. Um, so we did some of that on Deep Dark. Uh, there's private equity, which is you know, uh, knocking down doors and looking for for investors. Um, I think that's more or less what an angel investor is in the startup world, it's kind of like that. Um, and uh, When you get to even bigger films, uh, then you, um, you can get, uh, 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 the word is, uh, uh, it's escaping me. You get, you get basically, uh, uh, advances from, or you you get promises of, of funding from sales agents and, uh, um, you take the, those promises to a bank who will then loan you money based on that. Uh, um, and, uh, and then you can use that to make the film. Uh, I, I'm just blipping on, on, the, on the name for that right now, but uh, that is a, that's a common way to yeah, get funding. Right. Um, yeah.
1: And I, I know, so a part of your journey was moving out of state, because a lot of people think, well, if you're a filmmaker, you kind of need to be either in New York and LA, but you actually moved out of California. Can you talk about that? How was how was that decision made?
0: Um, that was uh, almost entirely my wife's decision. Uh, she she wanted to get out of L. A. And uh, um, she uh, her company had an office in Portland, um, so she's like, you know, Michael, i really want to move. Um, I. I this place is driving me crazy and <laughs> neither of us is uh, was originally from there. Uh, we are both from the East Coast different states um, but uh, uh, myself um, Since a lot of my business is telecommuting a lot of the clients are were from other states and countries anyway um, uh, It really wasn't very hard for me to just for me to move um, I, uh, uh, So so we just picked up we moved and um, honestly Being in Portland, I think, for me, made it easier to make Deep Dark uh, the feature, um, just because uh, uh, it's a smaller film community, and I think people were a little more receptive here for that, uh, for for making a film. And that's not to say that you couldn't do this in L.A. either. You know, there's advantages to to, um, making films in L.A. as well. Mostly it's that that the actors all live there. but uh, I think uh, for me at the time, it was sort of a, a shot in the arm. Uh, and the other nice thing was the story I wrote happened to take place in a smaller city. Uh, it's about an artist too, so uh, Portland was the kind of perfect place for it. And so uh, it, just, it just, you know, it happened like kismet.
1: It was a perfect fit. So, you know, initially when you first started uh, making films how much of your time like percentage-wise how much did you Did you have to do your consulting or or technology? Uh, work or engineering work and how much time were you able to devote to making films and how is that different today?
0: Oh uh, Well um, the nice thing about being your own boss about uh, I was uh, self uh, I was a, a independent contractor at the time and um now I've I've grown that into a small company. But the nice thing about having that control is um you can um well you can make the time when you want, uh or um you uh you know if, if you if you if you have a long run of, of work um and you know you're going to be uh uh slow for a while, you can sort of prime yourself, okay, I'm gonna as soon as as soon as this, this job ends, I'm going to focus on you know filmmaking next and that's that's a lot of what i did uh um i would save money while i was working on contract gigs and then and then take take some time off and and you know work on a film but often i would do the both both at the same time you know work on films at night and um do do software development during the day uh there's there's no there's no uh formula for it i think um but uh nowadays uh nowadays well i now i'm i'm married uh so uh you know with my wife we have more of a stable income um um so i can i guess i have more flexibility now uh and also now that i have a uh the small company um there's actually more flexibility in that as well uh we work on slightly bigger jobs and there's always usually there's someone working on something at any given time so it's you know, it's less feast or famine. It's more uh, uh, big meals and small meals.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great, Mike. So, do you do you, do you feel like that having that balance? When we well, your journey of having that um, software development company, did it? Do you feel like it slowed you down, or did it, or did it speed you up in terms of being able to make films?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know if there's any you know any way to answer that. Um, if 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 I had gotten some kind of great big break early on, it may have you might say that's software development might have slowed me down um but there's just no way of knowing one way or the other uh so uh, I certainly have friends that left the film industry to pursue more steady income um many 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 people uh I went to school with i went to film school with are no longer doing it, and that's not to say that um they're not onto something they like better you know who knows um but um it's it's i th- i think i think being a software- developer has um given me the uh, ability to to continue pursuing it and also and i think this is important um a lot of people i know that work in the film industry they maybe they're not doing what they originally wanted to maybe they're not directing or writing or whatever but if they have a job in that industry they get burnt out on it um and they don't want to they don't want to be creative after that they don't want they come home from work and they're just you know they just want to have a beer or watch tv and um i've noticed that kind of burnout effect on on several people um so when you're working in something entirely different you know you're having that um it, it's it's fresh and new for you when you're when you switch modes into something creative and so i just i love that that's that's such a great a great feeling to me
1: oh i love that point that's actually so interesting and profound because you essentially are you know because usually you think engineers aren't creative but you're actually in both worlds and both Worlds, you're doing well by by our own definition. I mean, you are self-sustaining. You don't have to worry paycheck to paycheck. So, in many ways, you have been successful in two different um, not genres, but two different industries, right? So, that, I think that's a great lesson for other young people who looked at you and aspire to be a filmmaker because you've done it in a very smart way. You've done it so that you're creative, but in a very practical sense, right? You have have A wife and you you're self-sustaining right
0: uh yeah yeah. Yeah, i I wish wish i could could say that i had planned this whole thing from the beginning but uh i think it was just a a sequence of steps that uh that ended up here you know um but yeah yeah i i I think um you know to other uh potential filmmakers uh or or whatever you know uh creative um pursuits uh it doesn't hurt to uh you know to to have a uh, a fallback gig that um that can help support you uh with what you're doing and I actually know a lot of filmmakers that uh that do this it may not be software developing um I was just reading an article on uh, uh about one filmmaker who uh writes cookbooks so he uh i don't know if he writes them himself but he 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 produces them he takes the photos does the you know the um um page layout and that's what he does and then when he can he'll make another film uh so i i the 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 notion of a hyphenated um filmmaker uh is you know, i think in the past if if you were to say oh i'm a filmmaker slash you know mechanic people would look down upon that um whereas now i think i think 95% of the filmmakers out there have a hyphenated job, you know, and that that is okay. Don't don't feel like that is, you know, uh, something you should be ashamed of. You know, I wish I could have told uh, me fifteen or twenty years ago that. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I'm so grateful that you're sharing that with us now. I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear. Like, it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's everybody has their own personal journey, and yeah. nobody has a smooth journey, right? Nobody has a perfect journey and if they do i haven't met someone like that yet we and yeah. part of the the part of the beauty of the journey is experiencing how we got from point a to point b right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so my, exactly so i know michael this is this has been to me so profound and interesting and, and i've known you for years so i just have even more respect and admiration for you today
0: and oh thank you honey
1: no but i mean that sincerely i guess if you how can we? I mean, what's what, what do you look forward to next? I mean, what, what's your ideal future? What you, what would you like to accomplish?
0: Um, well, I'd, I'd love to make uh, the next feature, the one that I'm writing now. It's a sci fi uh, horror film. Um, and uh, there's actually a couple of projects that I, uh, that I, I want um, our, my company, Vitamin M, to work on that is, sort of a combination of film and software development. Uh, it's, uh, I haven't fully f- formed it yet, but I think it's going to be, um, more in the educational, uh, uh, and, and potentially an alternate reality, um, type project, uh, and, uh, probably going to be something small that, that we, um, uh, hopefully we get a grant for. Um, but, uh, but uh, it's it's the type of thing where I still need to see how much interest there is out there. But uh, um, but it's it's something that I think we would be good at and would be an interesting um, thing and, uh, and 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 something that I've been you know I guess drawn to more lately is uh, is is not just you know working on projects that um, either. Uh, will be very successful monetarily or um you know uh, or be i'd like to work on more projects that are are um just beneficial to to either to people as as in general or to help um educate a little bit and so that's i that's something i want to i have wanted to do for a while so hopefully that's that's going to be the next project Oh, and it should be fun too so that's, it's kind of edutainment <laughs> so,
1: edutainment, that's interesting so uh, sci-fi, horror and edutainment, I love that Yeah, you're yeah. all about contrast <laughs> I guess so, yeah <laughs> and so yeah. How, how can we follow this journey I know how I'm able to reach you but for those, of, those that are listening and watching you today um, how can they follow your journey and kind of just participate and, and follow your next projects with you
0: Um, well, uh, probably the best way is, uh, is on Twitter. Um, my, uh, my username is, is just my last name. Um, and, and you can put it in the, uh, you know, the, the meta information of the podcast. Um, and, uh, uh, if you, if you're interested in horror movies and you want to see deep dark, um, by all means go and watch it on Amazon or um iTunes or
1: It's really good. Uh, I've seen it. I'm gonna see it again now that I know it's on Amazon. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and um if if uh and and by the way, if, if there's any, you know, anyone any filmmaker or anyone that has a question about something that we covered today, I'm happy to, you know, talk about it. Um find me on Twitter uh and and or um if you don't use Twitter you can if you go to prettypictures.com um that has some of my films and my email address so you could always email me uh, but uh, uh, but yeah that's that's the best way to do it
1: yeah and then if, and also you can always reach me and I can always get you in touch with Michael too so you can definitely follow our journey and learn more from him but absolutely he's very I think there's just so much to be learned from this journey. And I've been watching from the sidelines for so many years now, but I, I think it's, it's, it's a good one. And especially now that we're talking to millennials and, and younger people who want to follow passion and purpose, um, why not learn from some of the best, who, who've lived it and who have experienced it, the ups and the downs. Yeah. So thank you, Michael. So amazing, so incredible to talk with you. And, and most important, thank you for your time.
0: Oh, you too, Winnie. Thank you so much. It was, a, it was a, my pleasure to be on this podcast.
1: Thank you. And then, um, and then we'll definitely circle back with you, but um, we'll talk to you next time. And thank you for everybody who tuned in.
0: Okay. Thanks, everyone.